You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class, lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being, and not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gifts you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to Yoga Magic Podcast. Welcome back, friends. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Ashley Sondergaard. I'm a longtime yoga teacher, a self-care coach, an astrologer, and lover of all things self-care and self-discovery. Today, we're talking to some of the leading voices in human design, Shana Cornelius and Dana Stiles of De Luna. And holy cow, these two, they just bring the knowledge. There is so much to learn about human design. I can't learn enough, but I also find it kind of hard to execute on a day-to-day basis. And these two are so good at explaining it in a way, you know, that makes sense in your everyday life. How do I actually utilize these tools? We talk a lot about energy and having enough energy to do the things that you need to do in your, your life, but also in the things that you, you want to do and how your energy type can impact that and really make your daily choice is different from someone else who's a different energy type. This has been such an unlock for me, and I know a lot of you as well have felt the same way. I literally <laughs> I remember making a New Year's resolution like 15 years ago to, literally I wrote this down, not be a piece of shit at work. <laughs> and I was realizing at the time I was working a 95 that I wasn't wildly connected to, I realized I just didn't have the energy to do the things at work because I wasn't connected to it. It wasn't the right work for me. I'm a generator. And so, you know, when I do things that fill me up, I I generate more and more energy. And at that time I was just dragging my feet fast forward. Now I have endless energy because I love the things that I do and it, and it spills over to my friends and my family. So we talk about some of this in the show today. This is really perfect timing coming off the heels of the latest Mars retrograde, which ends literally as this is airing Mars is the planet of motivation and it's stationed direct, so we can get a lot more clear on what it is we want to put our energy towards moving forward. And with the tips from Shana and Dana today, you know, you can do that without burning out. That is the goal. I'm so grateful to have them on the show. They just launched their new book, Your Human Design, Discover Your Unique Life Path and How to Navigate It with Purpose, which you absolutely need to get your hands on. There's just so many personalized tips, self-care ideas, crystals, oils, all the good things for your human design. Check it out. I know I, you know, speaking of books, I was, I was going to share some ideas about books that I'm reading. That's such an integral part of my self-care at the moment. And then I forgot to do it. So a little catch up on some of the things that I've been reading lately, in case you're interested, in case you are a book friend, somebody who, you know, self-care, self-cares in this way. I started the book, The Idea of You by Robin Lee, which is this book about this older woman, divorcee, that meets a boy band member and they fall in love and they have this like racy romance. And you know, I love a good romance novel, a good trashy (laughs) book. This was supposedly written by the inspiration of Harry Styles, which I was also like, yes, please. That sounds amazing. However, I got through half of it and I just like, I could not finish. It was just too, it gave me the ick. I don't know this idea, not that she was much older, but the way she talked to him was just a little bit too much for me. So anyways, high hopes for this book did not work out the way I had planned. <laughs> the second book that I read recently is Part of Your World by Abby Jimenez, which she's a local Twin City author, which I was so excited to learn. Um, she talks about all these, it's based in Minneapolis, which I love. And she talks about all these places in the twin cities, loved it. It was so cute. It was about this 
small town guy and this big city doctor and how they get together. Loved it. Highly recommend a light, fast read. And then finally, I read Love and Other Words by Christina Lauren. So Christina Lauren is another, you know, <laughs> basic bitch girly to have in your toolbox. If you like these lighthearted reads, it's actually two authors that come together and they write together. And these are just like your staple fun, you know, romance novels, but they have like a good they have a good story. Anything that just gets me developed in the character is so much more fun than just the smut. I like the smut, but it has to be combined with a little bit of a storyline. So anyways, Love in Other Words is a childhood romance that that comes back and it has a little bit of, of heartbreaking, you know, undertones, but I, I really loved it in the end. So three books, one, I don't recommend two that I do. That's what I'm reading. What are you guys reading? Let me know. I'm always so curious if that's part of your self-care plan. Okay. What else in the self-care department that I've been doing? I got a PEMF mat for Christmas. It's like a grounding mat because it's really hard to get outside very frequently in the Minnesota in this time of the year. It's like I can get out for a little bit, but you literally cannot be outside that long because it's pretty cold. And I love the sense of grounding. So I got this mat and so far I'm obsessed. I, I sit on it when I'm pumping or when I'm like writing or meditating in the morning. And I'm noticing that I sleep a lot deeper and I'm waking up less. I don't know. It could be total placebo, but it feels really good. And that's what I wanted to put like my, my Christmas monies towards. I got the go. This is the higher dose is the brand, the PEMF go mat. So I'm, I'm liking it. I'll let you know what, what I learned more about this technology. I'd actually like to have the founders of higher dose on the show talking about this because it is pretty cool. Just putting that out into the universe, manifesting them on the show. <laughs> and yeah, I'm just really starting to get this groove back. Now the baby is six months. It's feeling really good. Getting back to all the routines, getting back to the energy. I hope that you are feeling some of that Mars energy as well. Thanks as always for being a part of the yoga magic community. I hope you find tons of tips and ideas on this show for self-care, spirituality practices. If you want to dive in more and look at your chart specifically, you can always book a session with me to learn more about your astrological birth chart and how that impacts your practices on a daily basis. And if you want to be the first to know about events, workshops, new episodes, hop on our newsletter link to all of that information is in the show notes. All right, let's get to this conversation with Shayna Cornelius and Dana Styles of De Luna. Welcome, Shayna and Dana. I'm so excited, you guys. This is, I've been looking forward to this for several weeks, and I've been a fan of yours for a long time. You guys have so much coming. Thanks for being on the show. It's going to be so fun. Thanks so much for having us. We're so excited to be here, and we're excited to have this human design conversation. And I love that we have similar circles or that you, we have like people that we're connected through. So yeah. this is going to be really great. So when I think about human design, I feel like in the last few years, so many people are all of a sudden like turning on that light switch and they're just jazz. I mean, I think that's true of astrology too, but human design, man, it's just, there's so much excitement around it. And there's, I don't know. I, there's a lot of people doing the work, but I feel like there's a few that are kind of the experts. And I often, I mean, I think of you guys really as like being there for a long time and knowing this stuff before it was cool, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, how did you like, what was the journey into human design? Like, how did you guys know each other first? I'd love to just hear the origin story for you both. Yeah. So we have been best friends for, I don't know, 15 years now, a really long time. And we both went to college together. And then after college, got our corporate jobs, you know, worked our butts off, we're working a nine to five, doing everything that we were supposed to be doing, making good money, and still feeling like this is not it. Like, mm -hmm. what is this what everything was leading up to? This can't be the rest of my life. I'm so burnt out. I'm so tired. Like, why can't I keep up with my coworkers? Why is everybody else seem like this is okay? Because it's not okay to me. Mm -mm. And we were both feeling like that. And so we decided to just go down a spiritual route of like going on retreats and doing breath work and yoga and like meditation and just kind of exploring like what more is there in life. And in that process, we came across human design and learning that we were both two, four projectors we were like, okay, we have the same exact main parts of our design. 
And when we discovered that we're both only meant to work two to four hours a day, our (laughs) first thought was like, well, first of all, I was crying because I was like, holy shit. I've never heard that before, but hearing it now, that is exactly what my body wants to do. I just never knew that that would be okay. And then the second question was, okay, but how, like Mm -hmm. our world's not meant for that. How are we going to pay the bills? How, how is the world going to work for us only working two to four hours a day? Right. So it led us to go down this journey of let's use our strategy and authority, which are the two main things in human design, like the daily practice side of human design. Let's commit to using our design every single day for a month. And in that time, everything in our life changed. Like literally we got so many invitations to, um, help people or Mm -hmm. to work for people or to do things. So we got invited to this retreat in Costa Rica and it turned into basically a human design retreat because everybody there was asking us to read their human design. And we left that retreat with orders for our ritual kits that we had just kind of conceptualized and only talked about. We left there with clients and also people asking us to start a podcast. And so when we left that retreat, we basically put our notice in with our jobs. Um, We started our business and just kind of jumped off the cliff and have been just kind of writing that ever since. So we have been using human design since we heard about it every single day since. And it's just been incredible. So we have just been blown away by the spiritual science. So two to four hours, are you doing that now? (laughs) I'm just like, that sounds, I'm a generator, so I'm not doing that. But like also that that's the dream, right? Like, are you able to really honor that? Yeah. So that it's so interesting because the whole two to four hours thing, when any other type hears that it's like, must be nice. But then for projectors, it's like, okay, but how, and really it's two to four hours of hard output, like the things that drain you and being really honest with yourself, what is draining to you? You know, for me personally, it is draining to do client calls or to do podcasts or things like that. So I keep those to just two to four hours a day. And it's not draining for me to answer emails. It's not draining for me to work on our website or to email our team. So getting really clear, if you know, you don't have your own business or if you are, you know, working for someone else, or even if you do have your own creative thing, getting really clear, like what tasks are fascinating and interesting. And you feel like you could just do them all day long and what tasks are draining to you. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be different for every single person. Like Dana, it's completely draining to answer emails. Right. So knowing (laughs) what it is for you and then setting that timer, like, okay, within my work, say you are working for someone else and you're a projector saying, okay, these things that are draining only, I'm going to set a timer two to four hours. And then I'm going to spend the rest of my day here in my nine to five doing the things that are interesting to me. Maybe that's client meetings. Maybe that's talking to my coworkers. Maybe that's helping my boss with something, you know, whatever it is. And you'll start to see this shift in just working with your energy each day. So that's really the basis of human design. It's telling you, this is your energetic body and you can do whatever you want, But here is how you optimize using your energy in a way that's going to be sustainable for you in a way that's going to make you more magnetic and attract more things that are in alignment for you. So that way you can continue using your energy in this way that you're meant to basically. So it's pretty incredible. It sounds a little too good to be true, but once you start experimenting with it, you start to see things lining up and you're able to use this energy in a a way that's really ideal for you more effortlessly. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to add in here that what we're talking about with the energy types, the five different types, um, we're talking about your aura, your aura and your energy body. So we're really talking about the mechanics of the energy within your being and how that works. So when we talk about like projectors are here to guide and generators are here to work on what they love, this is not really like your personality, right? Mm -hmm. Or your characteristics or your gifts or your purpose on a more specific level. It's like the way that the mechanics of your energy work. You're kind of designed to exchange this energy in a certain way. So human design gets much deeper where it really
really gets into specifics, right? Any generator could have projected qualities where they're really here to guide and teach people. Any projector could be someone who wants to build a business, but it's knowing the energy that you have, it's going to kind of lead you down that path in a different way. So when we talk about projectors only working two to four hours a day, the big difference between a projector and a generator is a projector could be in love with meeting their client. Like they love having that client call, but it expends energy mm. and it drains them even though they're in love with it. Whereas for a generator, if a generator is in love with what they're doing, they generate more energy. Oh, yeah. And so they actually create energy when they're doing what they love. Whereas projector could absolutely love it so much, but even still, it's going to drain that energy. So it's really kind of these fine, subtle, like energetic mechanics behind the way we use our energy, the way we move through the world. And when we start to kind of like learn how we operate and kind of stay in our own lane, everything around us starts shifting. And so human design is really interesting. I think the world's only ready for it really recently mm -hmm. because it, up until a few years ago, like average person had no idea how important it was to understand that energy is all around us, uh, that energy is within us. Like we're really taught to see our body as this physical being, like this is me and that's you. And we're completely separate. We're two separate beings. And what's happening in my own world has nothing to do with you. And we don't exchange energy, but mm -hmm. human design is saying every single person is not just a physical being. You're an energetic being and your energy is constantly communicating with the people around you. You know, when someone walks into a room, you are exchanging a frequency and a vibration with each other without even knowing on a conscious level. It's all on this more deep kind of subtle realm, but it's the foundation for actually how we experience life and experience mm -hmm. other people and experience uh, personal harmony, like getting to be ourselves, getting to be unique and getting to connect with other people. So what you're saying in the beginning of like, why is human design just exploding now? I think that the reason it's different from astrology is that it is really practical. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is a practice. These are tools that you can apply so that you can actually help your human experience. And it's really understanding the world of energy and people are awakening to that. People are ready. Like it's really kind of spreading for people to start being more curious about that realm. It's so exciting. And I'd love for you to break down the, the five types just that, I mean, we've talked about the two that we hear most commonly, but there are, I mean, they're so, they're all so different for some reason, you yeah. know, cause I'm such, it's such an astrologer. I think about like the 12 signs, but like, right. this is really the, you know, the energy types, there's not that many, obviously within that there's lots of nuance, but like, mm -hmm. can you talk about those five? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we want to add in here that human design is extremely complex. There are so many yeah. layers <laughs> and we love that because as human beings, we're really complex. So it's amazing to have this system that doesn't, you know, generalize. It's like, it gets as complex and unique as each individual being. However, these five different types, that's the best place to start. And it kind of makes it a little bit more simplified. But if you only ever learned this one thing about human design, it is enough to completely change your life. So mm -hmm. this is a great place to start. And for anyone listening along, we first want to invite you to generate your chart so that you know which of these five types you are. So that as we go along, you can kind of listen and see if it resonates for you. So you can generate your chart uh, for free online. You can go to our website if you'd like, daylunalife.com, and you'll enter in your birthday and specific time information. Do make sure that you have that specific time. If you can locate it on your birth certificate or if you can call the hospital and get it from their records, it is important to have that time. And then once you pull up your chart, you'll see a body graph that has all of these shapes and numbers and arrows. And you're like, oh my gosh, what does this mean? I have no it idea. It's so totally wild. <laughs> It, yeah, it does. And you don't need to know any of that right now. There's going to be written categories. And that's what we want you to focus on. It'll say your name, it'll say type. And then next to type, you'll be either a manifester, a generator, a manifesting generator, a projector or a reflector. So these are the five different auric types or energy types in human design. 
every person is one of these five. And it's really describing how your aura works, how your energy is designed to function and how you can best operate that energy to experience personal alignment and ease in your life. So the first type we want to talk about are manifestors and manifestors are one of the more rare of the five types, Mm -hmm. less than 10% of the population are manifestors and manifestors are individuals who have this purpose of really initiating being fire starters, being trailblazers, being people who start new things and also create the spark that is a catalyst of change for other people. So manifestors can say one little thing and it can totally impact someone else's life and set them on this whole new journey, or they can start one new project and it inspires like tens of thousands of people to kind of get on board and to take that thing and run with it. So manifestors are here to be our starters. They're not necessarily here to finish what they start right? They're here to have a lot of freedom to allow themselves to expli- uh, to play and explore. And when they're bored with something, start something new. And as a manifester, you have a really powerful aura. Your aura is felt when you walk into a room, people can feel how impactful you are. And your aura has this kind of closed quality that blocks people from being able to really read you or put your their finger on what it is you're going to do next or say next or create next. So that can cause some friction actually for manifestors. Mm-hmm. They're so powerful. People can't quite read them. So that can cause people to want to control that manifestor, to want to slow them down from starting change, right? And that can be really frustrating and cause a lot of anger for manifestors. Mm. So the way that they can lean into their strategy based on being a manifester is through informing. So that's the strategy for manifestors, informing. And what that means is speaking and letting people know what's going on internally. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm wanting to do next. This is what I need support in. And by just using their voice to inform they open up a window in their closed aura so people can really understand them and get on board. And people are so much more likely to support whatever it is they're wanting to do next or whatever it is that they're wanting to say next if they have that kind of open line of communication. For manifestors, informing does not feel natural. You're the only type that that's gonna feel a little bit difficult to start practicing and implementing with, but once you start experimenting with that, you'll start to see, wow, this really does create more ease. People really are more accepting and understanding of what it is that I'm wanting to do. Hmm. Are there any specific, I mean, like, are there any like famous manifestors that really hold that archetype that you guys can think of? Yeah. Well, a lot, a disproportionate amount of celebrities are actually manifestors. Really? Um, Oh, cool. Yes, definitely. But the manifestor energy is like that kind of king queen energy that like has this powerful presence. So, um, you know, Jennifer Lawrence is a manifestor. Adele is a manifestor. So there's these powerful women, but it's like, they don't care what people want from them. Like they keep it real. They say what they want to say and they end up really initiating that change in the world. Oh, okay. Yeah. With the the next type that we want to talk about are generators. So generators are a more common type around 37% of the population. And we love being in the presence of a generator. I think probably everyone does because a generator's aura feels open and enveloping. So generators presence feel, they feel warm. They feel kind of like welcoming and inviting. And generators are people who have this sacral engine, this creative life force energy that is consistent within them. And they're really here to use the sacred energy, doing what they love, building what they love. So for a generator, it's all about How are you going to use your energy, the sacred energy that you have? What are you going to create in this life? And can you really create things that you love? Because when you're doing what you love as a generator, you generate more of that energy. It spills out of you and feeds other people around you. So that's kind of your sacred purpose is spreading this life force energy. You only have access to that when you are doing what you love. And because generators are so warm and open and capable, people really feel like they can ask generators to sacrifice that energy and to do things for them. So for generators, the biggest conditioning is feeling like they need to people please, feeling like they need to take care of other people, feeling like they need to just do a nine to five because they do have the energy to do that. But if they're not doing what they love, that sacred energy they have really drains and they can really become burnt out 
and depleted, and they're not really able to spread that amazing energy that they're here to spread. Mm -hmm. So for a generator, it's all about doing what you love, but it's like, how do I find what I love? Like, how do I really make sure that I'm on that aligned path? And that's where your strategy comes in, waiting to respond. So what that means is really being present and aware of your environment, kind of letting life come to you, and then checking in with your body not your mind about what you're really wanting to build and engage with. So for generators, when you come across something that's really right for you, your sacral center in your body will give this rise of energy, this excitement, this enthusiasm, like, Ooh, I want that. And it almost is like this primal, like you can feel the uh, sacral sounds coming out of your mouth, like, Ooh, or ah, like, and that's really when you know that you've come across something that is aligned for you versus in your mind, it's like, well, this job makes sense on paper and I really should. And my family needs me to, but your body doesn't feel energized towards it. Mm -hmm. Your body doesn't feel excited. So a huge shift happens for generators when they start to really tune into like, what does my body have energy towards that I'm coming Mm -hmm. across? And how can I really trust that? And how can I really say no to things that are blah or boring or mediocre that people say I should do? And how can I really start saying yes to what truly excites me? How does it feel to hear all of this stuff about generators since you are one? I love a, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no, that's for sure. And you know, it's funny because I'm so in the body at the moment being in on maternity leave, right? Like I'm literally like my body is life at the moment. And like, that is helping me feel those visceral yeses and also no's. I like you describing that just made me think like, oh, okay, this is really helpful. Even in the fog of, you know, like sleeplessness and all the things it's still very in the body. A question about generators though. Yeah. I learned recently that the energy types can be more abundant at different times. So obviously right now, generators are the most abundant, but other times, perhaps in the future or in the past, like we were seeing more projectors or we're seeing more reflectors. Why do you think generators are the majority at the moment? Mm, That's a great question. So because basically generators, if all the generators could do what they love and build what they love our world would transform really quickly Mm -hmm. Um, because you're generating this energy that then spills out of you when you're doing what you love, spills out of you and feeds all the projectors and the reflectors and the manifestors. So if you're doing what you don't love, then you're not generating that energy. You're draining it and you're, you're burning yourself out. Mm -hmm. So it's basically the reason why there's so many generators and manifesting generators is to help us change the world and like change, like how our world operates and create more healthy energy throughout our world. Mm -hmm. So there is like, definitely manifestors are becoming less common and projectors are becoming more common Mm -hmm. and generators will probably become a little bit less common than they are now. But generators really are kind of like the beating heart of Mm -hmm. our society. And when we hear the word like common, we think, oh, not special. But really generators, I would argue, and manifesting generators are the most special because they have this power that can really change the world Mm -hmm. and they can impact all the people around them just by focusing on like, what's in front of me? What do I want? is it that hell yes or hell no, that like singular focus really does change and impact everyone else around them. Mm -hmm. So any of the types can be guides. Any of the types can be trailblazers or can make a big impact or can have their own business or can be a spiritual teacher or whatever. Any of the types can do whatever they want to do. And your different gifts are going to help you do that. So even if you're a generator, you can have a ton of projected gifts. And that means that you have a lot of energy towards guiding people. You know, same thing with being a manifester. You can have projected gifts. There's so many things in your chart that get really detailed to tell you, you know, your life purpose and what you're here to do. But being a generator or a manifesting generator, your type is just telling you how you're here to do that soul calling or Mm -hmm. live your purpose. So as a generator, it's basically saying you're meant to be warm and cozy and inclusive. And you're here to really tap into like, am I into this? Do I want this? Um, 
am I lit up by this or am I kind of blah about it? Yeah. Or am I even just exhausted? Like the tiniest bit of contraction, your mind often kicks in and says, oh, I just need coffee. But really it's your body saying, I'm not into this thing right now. Mm. So the more the generators can get present and just really tune into not what my mind is telling me I should be working on today or I should be doing, but what is my body really saying about this email or this text or this food or this person in front of me? Am I into this like energy towards it turn on or am I like whatever? And if it's whatever, which is the majority of what you might feel, that's no for now. So get up and move, like go to your kitchen, open your fridge, go outside, go look at your bookshelf until you feel like, Ooh, I want to be in this space doing this thing. Hmm. That's helpful. So, okay. Here's where my brain is at the moment. Like there's so many things that I don't want to do in the day, like, especially with rearing children, like, you know, like I don't want to do this. And yet what, how you're describing, it's like, just make some subtle changes to make it feel better. Right. In that moment. Like if I'm having to clean up the shenanigans, could I somehow like throw in a podcast to make it that much more enjoyable? Because that does fill me up. Is that kind of like, would that help a generator who's not feeling the joy in day to day and kind of can't get out of it? Yeah. So that's a great, um, a great tool that you could do is to like put on something while you're doing, but what I would recommend doing instead is either. So it's different because being a parent is like, uh, it's hard um, because you have these beings that you're taking care of, but either finding a way to make it fun with like engaging your child, like, Hey, what do you think is cool here? Asking them utilizing their design. So understanding like Mm. what their type is and what their gifts are and having them use their design and helping you with those things that you don't enjoy. And then also seeing like, does it have to be done right now? Because as a generator, your body might be saying like, "Ugh, no to this thing because it's right now in this moment, it might be saying like, actually, I do have energy towards this thing in an hour or in two hours Mm. or at the end of the day. So it doesn't have to always be that your body is saying like, Ooh, I'm excited to do this thing. It's what you're looking for is energy towards. So yes, obviously the goal is that you're doing things that you're like, Ooh, I'm excited for, but there are going to be things that it's like, I'm not excited for that thing. Either it's emotionally challenging or it's heavy or it's just a lot of work, but you have this energy to like get it done. It's like, okay, I don't want to do this, but like I have energy towards it. So like, let's just get this shit done. Let's call this person. Let's deal with this issue. Like I have energy towards it right now. And so Mm -hmm. it's that energy towards that engine engaging versus that feeling of dragging through the mud. Okay. I'm pulling myself into this and I have zero energy here. I'm exhausted just by looking at it. That's those are the things that you want to try to tweak to say like, okay, let me come back to this later or let me find a way to like make it fun, either Mm -hmm. delegating it to someone else or having your kids help you or putting on a podcast, like you said, and making it fun. So I know that was kind of all over the place, but hopefully that makes sense. No, I like, I've never thought of like the delaying it, right? Like maybe at the moment you don't, it's not like a, we're never going to do it. You can Mm -hmm. delay it a little bit and that energy might come back. That's a great idea. I'd never thought of that. Because that timing is huge for generators. Like your body's trying to guide you to, I just don't have energy to do this right now. Okay. I'm not going to do it. And then you might surprise yourself. Like later at night when you thought you would be tired, suddenly your body's like, it feels good to do this right now. And we have so many stories, I think, especially for parents around what we should be doing. This is what normal people do. This is when normal people do their chores. This is when normal people work, right? Mm -hmm. We have so many stories about that. And human design is really here to to show us that every single person is unique. You have this internal compass that we want you to follow so that your life ends up looking as unique as you are as an individual. That's what's really right for us. So we pressure ourselves to do things in a certain timing because we should, and everyone else does that. And it's like, what's wrong with me? How come I don't want to do this? And, you know, 
we tell ourselves it's not okay to not like things or not want things because our collective story is nobody likes their life. Nobody likes everything that they do. You just do it yeah. and you just suck it up because you're a parent or because you're a business owner, et cetera. So when we start to give ourselves permission by listening to our truth, like let's say in this example for a generator, just having this awareness of like, I'm really aware that my body does not have energy to do this thing right now. Just having that awareness even if you still do that thing, right? Even if you go against what you feel, knowing that your body is doesn't have energy for that, that's a shift, yeah. right? You start to get this intel, like you start to know yourself more deeply. And maybe you'll realize out of all of the things that you do, the thing that you just hate the most, like your body just never wants to do it is cleaning, let's say for example. Mm-hmm. And by taking this intel and really paying attention to your body and not judging yourself, but being open to what your body's trying to tell you, through that process, you might realize like, okay, this is the one thing in my life that if I could delegate just this one thing, I have so much more energy for all these other things I'm wanting to create. Getting rid of this kind of like, this is right, or this is wrong, or this is how we have to do, own our business, et cetera. This is what really human design is for. It's helping us to become our own authorities and doing it our way, finding what really works for us. And we end up kind of uncovering this easier way to do it that we thought was never possible because we haven't seen anyone else do it. There's not enough support, like mm-hmm. telling people to do it your way and to trust yourself as your authority and to trust that inner intuition about how to parent in a way that's really going to be aligned for you as an individual. Mm-hmm. Oh, love that. I always want to talk about generators, so we better go on to the other yeah. ones too. Well, yeah. And I think a lot of people listening are going to be generators, right? Or yeah. manifesting generators. So it's beneficial to um, ask these questions and have these conversations. But yeah, the next type manifesting generators are uh, more than 35% of the population. And they're kind of a hybrid, if you will, Mm -hmm. of these first two types. So we talked about manifestors who are these initiators. They're here to be independent and do what they want and say what they want and really inform. And we talked about generators who have this sacred uh, life force energy. They're here to use it, building things, doing things, creating things that they love. So a man gen, as we call them, manifesting generators are a mixture of these two. In the end, they really are like a generator where the most important thing is that they're listening to their body, not their mind. They're listening to those sacral responses about how to use their energy. Um, But also they're designed to be really impactful. They're designed to be trailblazers, just like a manifester. And so it's helpful for them to inform the world around them because they can change really quickly. So the difference between a manifesting generator and a generator is that manifesting generators are going to have a lot more interest. They need a lot more diversity. Mm -hmm. They like to master things quickly they like to be efficient. They like to bounce around from thing to thing. It's important for them to have freedom to pivot often, whereas generators are a bit more singular in their focus. Generators can still have lots of passions and interests too, but it's like when they engage with one thing, they really want to see that thing through to completion and be thorough and get to really like delight in all the details of it. Whereas a manifesting generator is always trying to find shortcuts. It's always like, what's next? What's next? Even if I love this thing, I only want to do it for an hour and I want to move on to some other thing that's using my energy in a different way. So for manifesting generators, so important to give yourself that permission to have variety in your life. Some man gens have two careers at once, or they have a career where hmm. they get to do so many different things that are really diverse. And that is really um, beneficial for their energy. If they're bored or feeling stagnant or doing things that feel monotonous, that's really going to drain their energy and kind of put them out of alignment. So in the end, uh, the strategy for manifesting generators really is responding just like generators, being present, listening to your body's responses, but also informing. Okay. Cool. And the next type is projectors. So this is what Shana and I are. And projectors are less than 20% of the population. Projectors are people who are here to guide the energy use of others. And projectors have this aura that is focused and penetrating. So our aura literally goes into the other to see deeply into other people. So we can see people in a way that others maybe can't. We can see into systems, we can see into businesses and projectors because of their ability to see can then offer advice and offer um, tweaks that can be made so that that person is the most authentic version of themselves or that business is operating uh, with the most efficiency. So as a projector, you have this kind of like sacred role to guide because of your ability to see. However, it's important that when you are giving your advice, it's not unsolicited. 
Mm-hmm. So if you are trying to give advice as a projector when it's not welcomed or wanted, it's going to seem extremely repelling. So for a projector, your strategy is to wait for the invitation, to allow people to come to you, to really recognize you, recognize your wisdom and show a genuine interest in wanting that advice or wisdom. And once that invitation is there, then your advice can be very powerful and really appreciated. And projectors can really find a lot of success and recognition in their life. So it's the journey of uh, embracing that waiting for the invitation can be kind of a tricky thing for projectors because it can feel a bit disempowering when you first hear you have to wait for the invitation. It's like, Mm -hmm. I want to be a manifester. I want to just do what I want and create new things. But the more that a projector kind of relaxes into just focusing on what are my gifts? What are the things that I see in that special way? How can I really recognize my own value, the value of my insight, right? It's less about what I can do or what I can accomplish on the physical plane and more about what I can see and being able to share that insight. When projector focuses on that, that's when that recognition starts to be mirrored in the world around them and other people really start recognizing them. So for Shana and I, as we were talking about, when we discovered we were projectors, it was like this light bulb moment of, okay, this is why um, I wasn't able to like keep up in this like nine to five thing because projectors are what we call a non-energy being. Mm-hmm. And that means that they do not generate a consistent amount of energy the way a generator or a manifesting generator would. And as, as I was mentioning before, even if a projector loves what they're doing, that thing can really still expend energy. It's not like they can recharge that battery just by doing something they love. So for a projector, it's ideal to work that two to four hours a day and to focus more on the value of your insight instead of what you can do or accomplish. And so when we really discovered we were projectors, we started first playing with working less, even though that felt impossible. Like we would literally just put a timer on and even in our old jobs, we would time ourselves and say, okay, how much can I get done in four hours? And the rest of the time, can I kind of relax a bit and Hmm. brainstorm with people or have more interesting conversations? Like just give myself a break instead of needing to go hard for the whole eight hours. And how can I start focusing on myself, instead of trying to give my advice to other people and trying to get recognition from others, how can I recognize myself? And in that process, more invitations kind of come in and are magnetically drawn to you to be able to share and to be able to guide. Hmm. My husband's a projector and he, I can see it in his eyes when he's like gone past that two to four hour situation of like kind of grueling stuff. And I'm obviously a generator. So it's like busy bee around him. (laughs) And it's nice that like combo, do you feel like in partnership sometimes we want to see a couple pairings, right? I imagine they all work well together, but how do those very different energies work together in partnerships? Yeah. So my husband's a generator. Um, so we have the same dynamic and like you said, any of the types can be together. Um, Mm -hmm. there's no type that's like bad to be together at all. It really is a matter of using your strategy and authority to find that person and decide to date them. So your authority is your decision-making process in human design. It's the way that you as an individual are designed to make decisions that are energetically correct for you. And so if you're using your certain form of intuition, there's eight different authorities. So it goes past like what your type is. Mm -hmm. If you've used that to find your person and decide to like date them, then that person's right for you. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so with the dynamic though, of projector generator, if for with you, for example, you know, not expecting your husband to keep up with you or even totally just not saying the things like, let's go, like, let's keep going. Let's do this even more. Like, why can't you keep up or judging him for wanting to just chill that that's kind of the main tweaks. So in relationships without having awareness of your differences, like, and having this languaging to it. The tendency out of love is to say, this is what works for me. So it should work for you. And so for example, with Dana and her husband, Dana's a projector, her husband's a manifesting generator before having human design, she would say like, just pick one thing and go with it. And like with big decisions, give yourself time, like sleep on it. Like don't make this so quickly, but in his design, he's designed to be spontaneous and to make decisions right in the moment. And in Dana's design, she's designed to give herself time and to sleep on it. And him being a manifesting generator, he has many different things that he bounces around. So without knowing it from a place of love, it's like, okay, pick one thing, chill, 
and give yourself time to make this decision, but that's Mm -hmm. the opposite of what that person would need. Right. So this is just an example, but then having human design to kind of liberate you and say, actually go do all the things and don't give yourself time. Like that's going to throw you off course. It's going to get you into your mind. So whatever your first gut instinct was go with that. Mm. So really with your dynamic and in any relationship, it's having awareness of yourself, what works for you, and then having awareness that of your partner and what works for them and just giving them the space to be what their design is. So having a projector husband, it looks like inviting him, giving him meaningful Mm. recognition and giving him space to, and not feeling like pressure that he has to keep up with the many different things that you might want to do that day. So my husband gives me a lot of space to relax. Anytime that we go to run errands, he goes in, he goes into the store and he shops till his heart is content because I hate shopping, but he loves shopping. So like just little (laughs) things that you can find within your relationship where it's like, you want to go into target. Great. Go run with it. That works. And I'll just chill in the car on my phone, right? (laughs) Little things that you can find that work in your relationship that honor your different energetic designs. Mm. Yeah. That's helpful. Yeah. Does your husband feel like he has to go, 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 or does he, does he rest more? This is like a point of contention. I'm glad we're discussing this because we have three kids. We have a newborn. We both run businesses. And so, yeah, like we, we kind of have to go, go, go. And I just have a lot more gas in the tank to do that. And I think unless you would, you would explain it better in those like two to four hours of those things that are not so enjoyable, like and a lot of the stuff with his work in our life sometimes isn't all that enjoyable. And just knowing that we can sort of adjust it a little bit that like, okay, you like doing this thing that's not included in the two to four hours <laughs> like that, that yeah. helps a little bit. That helps a lot really. Yeah. And as a projector being around a generator, it feels like you kind of feel this pressure that you want yeah. to keep going because you're taking in their sacral energy, this creative energy, and it's like you're amplifying it. So a lot of times projectors, especially men working in like the work condition workforce, there's so much conditioning for men, but it can feel like I have to keep totally. up. I have to keep going. I have to push. And that leads to just severe burnout. Mm-hmm. So finding the the spaces of like, okay, what's fascinating in helping, you know, with the kids, um, what's fascinating to you with work and what's fascinating to you, even with our home. And you might, he might surprise himself with Mm -hmm. the different things like, Oh, it's actually really fascinating to get to like really fine tune how our home is operating or how we function as a family and our routines or, you know, just little different things. There's that question of like, what's fascinating Mm. to you is always going to be helpful for a projector because that focus on those fascinations amplifies and magnetizes your aura as a projector. So even asking that like, okay, well, what's fascinating to you here and letting him kind of explore there, that's always going to be really supportive. This is so practical. I love how you guys speak to this because, you know, I live in astrology world. Astrology is like, this is who you are, but it's not necessarily like how you work with what you have. And that's what Mm -hmm. I feel like is so different. I'm just so appreciative. It's so cool. Yeah. And that's really where we feel passionately about human design is that it feels good to be able to kind of be proactive, if you will, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but on this like energetic level. So like, I know that as a projector, it is literally proactive for me to focus on napping, right? Like yes, who else would yes. ever say that? But for me, it's so supportive, right? It's like rebuilding my foundation. So it's like, it turns every little practice in your day to like self-care, to self-love, to honoring yourself. And even when you're doing chores, when you do it with intention, right? When you understand how your partner's doing it differently, like it turns Mm -hmm. all of life into a practice of having more awareness of more consciousness of honoring yourself. So we really like to 
to look at like what are the specific things that we can do to work with this energy to utilize this energy and you know so much of our business we want to kind of ground these things down into practical things that you can really embody things you can feel things you can interact with on a more physical realm because human design is so heady it's so like so much information yeah. so we're always trying we have ritual kits where we've created essential oil lines to help you engage with your authority like we're always looking for ways that it's like how do we experience this how do we feel it instead of just talking in circles or, you know, until the cows come home. So, mm-hmm. and I do want to kind of get into our last type here because our poor reflectors, we always talk about I them know last. they always and get they- <laughs> the last ones. But- our reflectors are like our unicorns in human design. We yeah. love them and appreciate them so much. They're only 1% of the population are reflectors. So by far the most rare. And reflectors are individuals who are extremely empathetic. Their entire energetic system is designed to take in the energy of the world around them and temporarily experience or become that energy. They take in other people's energy and reflect or mirror back that energy temporarily. And so they have this sacred purpose of being this gauge, right? Being someone who can really have this discernment, this wisdom and show us who is aligned, who is not aligned, who is authentic, who is not, who, what is healthy, what is not, what's working, what's not. And so we can really look to our reflectors. Our reflectors are kind of designed to be at the center of our communities. And we're looking them at them to see how well are you doing? How can I see my own reflection in you so that I can better myself? And so for, as a reflector, your aura is sampling, right? You're constantly taking in the world around you, experiencing that. You're also very connected to the moon and the transits and you experience different things throughout the month. And so you're really designed to kind of experience it all, be everything, and then clear that out and return back to this feeling of nothing. So everything and nothing all at once. And reflectors, the the strategy that they can apply to really help them navigate life in alignment with their own truth is waiting a 28 day lunar cycle before making a big decision. And the reason for this is that they're constantly taking in other people, the world around them, they're experiencing so much that they can get kind of wrapped step in other people's designs and what other people are doing. And by giving themselves this much time and really connecting to the lunar cycle, they allow themselves the space to really find their own clarity. And so it's a huge process for them to slow down, to kind of distance themselves from the hustle and grind and fast paced motion of the world and to grant themselves that time to just feel all of the things, clear out every night and really come to their own truth before they make a big decision. And of course, the the conditioning is how is that possible? Like if you're a reflector, how could you possibly give yourself an entire month before you take a job opportunity? But when reflectors do that, they actually align themselves with the things that are going to be correct for them. Mm -hmm. That job where they do give you an entire month and they say, yeah, take your time and let us know. And when they align with things that appreciate and allow, they know that they've really found something that is kind of on their aligned path. Hmm. I've learned that one reflector. And like when you describe that, it's just like, a, it's very unicorn, right? It's like not of this yeah. earth a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so <cool>. totally. <laughs> yeah. Reflectors, because they're, they're chameleons, like yeah. they, every single reflector is so different and there's not one size fits all because they're, they're everything and they're nothing. Right. So it's like every reflector that you meet might be different because of who they were around mm-hmm. that day or because of the transits that are happening with the moon and their chart or because of the environments that they're in. So it's reflectors kind of job to, with their alignment to clear out as much as they can each day. And then for the next day, say like, okay, today's a new day. Who am I going to be today? We'll see. Like life is living me and we'll see. And letting themselves flow and change each day is important because we're so conditioned to identify with something and to say like, okay, I felt this. I experienced this. This is who I am. And for reflectors, that is going to stop you. It's going to kind of stick you in the mud with wherever you're at. And so if you're a reflector listening and you're feeling trapped in your life or you're feeling stuck in a bad relationship or in a bad pattern, it's probably because you're identifying with, this is who I am. This is what always happens. This is how I work. This is what I, whatever. And 
it doesn't mean that you're not going to have passions. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have things that you love or that you're excited about at all. It just means that the way that you engage with those things and the engage with people is meant to be changing Mm -hmm. and changing based on the day. So the more that you can just clear out, come to each day with a fresh new perspective, the faster, actually, you're going to be in alignment. You're going to be having experiences that thrill and delight you that are awe inspiring to you. And the more that you're going to be able to live your purpose. So with waiting a month, it's not for small and medium decisions. It's for big decisions. So go with the flow with like, do you want to meet that friend for lunch? Do you want to take this call? Do you want to do that thing? Go with the flow of whatever feels good in your body. But then if it's like, oh, this is important. Let me get back to you. Mm -hmm. Let me have this time to feel through the truth that you're going to feel through that month. Because on day 10 of that month, you might feel like, Ooh, my intuition says yes, hell yes. But that's because you're temporarily experiencing like a, being a generator. And so the whole month gives you that time to experience all of the different designs within you to then feel like, okay, I felt my truth in every single thing this month. And now I know that this is what I want or this is what I don't want. So I wanted to linger there because our reflectors really get not talked about enough. So I think it's helpful to really have some dedicated time to know, like, how do I exist and function as a reflector? Mm -hmm. This is like, I'm thinking about what this episode is going to be called. It's going to be like how not to drain your energy, really. I mean, (laughs) at the end of the day, this is just so helpful. I want to talk about your book because that's so exciting and you guys have done such amazing work over, I think like two years in the making, but could you offer up one super simple self-care practice for each of the energy types? Mm, Yeah. So, um, the first that comes to mind for manifestors is say out loud every morning, three intentions that you have for the day and in the evening, three things that you were grateful for and three things that you want to change or that you want less of in your life. Speaking out loud to the universe, informing the universe is part of informing and the universe can't read your mind as a manifester, informing the universe as much as you can. And that's going to feel like a practice, but then it's going to, you're going to realize like, oh my gosh, this is the biggest form of self-care I can give myself. Cool. Yeah. Dana, do you want to chime in with any others? I would say for a generator, your body is your sacred compass. So anything you can do to engage with your five physical senses that feels really pleasurable in your body, that's going to be something that really reconnects you to your sacred responses, reconnects you to the path of joy. So uh, specifically, I mean like smelling essential oils, um, listening to music, but doing it really intentionally and really engaging with the sensation of taking that thing in and the way it feels in your body. So many generators tell us like, I'm just, I forget like what brings me joy. I forget how to listen to my body. Like, I don't even know what that feels like. And I think just engaging with beautiful, delicious, scrumptious food, beautiful, delicious, like smelling it, right? All of that stuff for a generator is going to instantly awaken that powerful connection you have to your sacral chakra. Mm, Yeah, that's a good one. And for manifesting generators, I would say play. Yeah. Do something that feels playful and free in the fact that it's not work and it's not like a means to an end. A lot of times we forget to play because it's it's not productive. And so finding things that it's just like this is not a means to an end in any way. I just want to roller skate, or I just want to go to this dance, ecstatic dance class, or do this paint and wine night or whatever feels like just, this is just fun because it's fun. That play is the biggest form of self-care and actually just nurtures your energy so much, so much. With projectors, you know, learning how to rest without feeling guilty is actually a journey for many projectors because we have so much conditioning. Projectors can really have a deep wound or fear that they're lazy and they'll do anything they can to push past that and to fight it and to prove that it's not true. So deconditioning from that and really learning how to rest without guilt 
but with joy and uh, trust in your abundance, that is really a journey for projectors. So because of that, a self-care tip we like to offer actually is doing a, I put in quotes, guilty pleasure for your rest. Um, For example, that could be like watching a really juicy, but like cheesy reality TV show. (laughs) And you're like, oh my God, like I should not be doing this. Like, it's not like enhancing my brain. It's not like making me a wiser person. It's It's just like, it just (laughs) feels, yeah. (laughs) And it just feels good, right? It just feels good to just chill and turn off your brain. That's obviously true for everyone, right? And I think that that can be a helpful tip. Um, But for projectors, especially like really learning how to enjoy rest Mm -hmm. through utilizing a in quote guilty pleasure and then take out the guilt and just let it be pleasure. That's definitely a tip that I think is really helpful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then for reflectors, I would say um, go outside each day and put your feet on the earth, like whether that's in your backyard in the grass or um, wherever you can like go touch a tree, like whatever feels like connecting with the earth mm-hmm. and just visualize your energy, like releasing into the earth. The earth has this ability to take that energy and like balance out the negative energy there. So giving your energy to the earth, like letting it just kind of take it away each day can be a really just fast way to kind of empty out at the end of the day. Um, so it doesn't have to be like this long ritual where you're like, Palo Santoing and taking a bath and like whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. It can be like, okay, I'm just going to go step outside, take a few breaths by myself, and just like give my energy to the earth and just let it be taken. And just coming back to like a center neutral place. Yeah. Like get your feet on the ground. They're just so, again, like yeah. we said, of another realm, get you planted. That is, those are so helpful. Thank you. Thank you for doing that kind of on the fly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We actually love that in our book. We have like a whole section that's like tips for each one yeah. rituals that you can do like quick little meditations, working with different crystals and essential oils. So that's actually our jam. Cause it, we love mm-hmm. getting people to really embody the experience and like try those tips. And like, even as we were saying that, I was like, I'm going to do all five of those tips, even though I'm a projector, <laughs> just because it's, yeah, that self-love, right. Giving, giving that time and space to really just nourish yourself and your uniqueness. It's so important because that's how we can then show up with the most sustainable energy to be able to give our gifts to the world around us. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the book, can you share with listeners where they can get it, all the goodies, all the things? This is like, I, we need this right now so much. So excited. <laughs> yeah, we're excited too. Um, so the book you can get on anywhere online, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, like anywhere that you get books, it's called your human design. And, um, you can find everything on our website, daylunalife.com. And yeah, it's going to be on shelves January 10th. It's really, we're just so excited for it to come out. Congrats. That's such a feat. And again, like, I think we really need this. This is like, there's so many ways to gather the information, but like you said at the beginning, looking at that graph and like trying to decipher yeah. what to do with it is really tough. So that's yeah. perfect. Can you just share with listeners where they can find you, your podcast, Instagram, all the things? Yeah. So our um, website, once again, daylunalife.com. Our podcast is called the Dayluna Human Design Podcast. And our Instagram is at Dayluna. But yeah, we're so passionate about really sharing human design in a way that's applicable. So this mm-hmm. book is like the book that we wish that we had when we first discovered human design, because when you are discovering it, the first question is, okay, how can I learn more? And like, how can this actually be applied? So that was the purpose of our podcast and our Instagram and now our book. Oh, very cool. Thank you so much, ladies. This was so much fun. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks so much for having us. It's been a pleasure to dive in with you today. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. Thank you to Shana and Dana for all of this so helpful insight. Be sure to check out their new book, Your Human Design, Discover Your Unique Life Path and How to Navigate It with Purpose, available wherever you get books. And I'm so appreciative of you all. Thanks so much for tuning in every week. We'll be back next Thursday.